If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. For Deborah Kasdan, her older sister Rachel had always been the more creative one, the adventurous, rebellious one, the sibling who was driven and had a natural knack for words. But this upward trajectory abruptly stalled during her sister's mid-twenties. Rachel suddenly decided that college wasn't for her and began impulsively traveling. While their parents became worried, Kasdan didn't think much of it at first, passing it off as her sister trying to find herself. I, being a younger sister, only uh, three and a half years younger, who looked up to her, I thought my parents were just trying to keep her down, control her, just, you know, the way teenagers think. But when she told me that two men had followed her from New York City to San Francisco, and I could see the fear in her eyes, then I realized there was something wrong, and I understood what my parents were so concerned about. That's Kasdan recounting the early stages of Rachel's illness, which was later diagnosed to be schizophrenia. Today, it's estimated that about 1% of the population, about 3 million people, suffer from the disorder in the U.S. One prevalent symptom is auditory hallucinations, that is, hearing voices which aren't there. Patients can also experience visual hallucinations, delusions, and often have trouble maintaining a logical conversation. It's also common to feel lethargic and unmotivated. For Rachel, living with schizophrenia meant dealing with waves of these symptoms and decades spent shuffling in and out of psychiatric hospitals, halfway houses, and shelters. It's important to note that this was during the 1960s, and treatment looked much different back then. When she was in, she got medicated with the medications that were in use, the the psychotropics that were in use during the 60s. And... Tragically, they just seemed to make her worse. They sedated her. She gained a tremendous amount of weight. Eventually, she became uh, diabetic. These are the metabolic changes that these medications caused. And then the idea was that once she was medicated, she could live in the community. So there was this, she wasn't at first considered chronic. I mean, that took some time. But she was discharged to boarding houses in the inner city where she was sometimes beat up and she reported rape by one of the, uh, I don't know, a caretaker there, a resident. So there was a constant conflict between my parents who didn't want her sent to these places and the hospital that said my parents were resisting her treatment. Kasdan notes that serious mental illness doesn't just affect the person, but the family too. My parents were the primary decision makers and caretakers. But the stress on them was tremendous, as you can imagine. And it was very difficult being with them. For several years, Kasdan swept these hard feelings under a rug and kept herself busy. She married young, started a family, and began a career as a business and technology writer. At the same time, her sister's condition turned chronic. Through several decisions the family made, she ended up living far from home. They seemed like the right decisions at the time. In retrospect, probably not. There were many years that I did not see her 
But when I did reconnect, it was very difficult when I visited her in a hospital far away. I knew there was nothing I could do to help her. She had already suffered tremendously. After several years spent in the back wards of state psychiatric hospitals, Rachel, who was now in her 50s, was admitted to an agency's trial work program. One of the caseworkers went to check on her work and found a poem that she had written. She had apparently written because there was a typewriter there and uh, she had her name on it. And it was called Water. And it ended up where she just compared her life to being floss on the waves. And this social worker was so struck with it. He gave it to someone who knew more about poetry and who said, yeah, this is something. So when they had a staff meeting, the poet read Rachel's poem to the staff. And as I was told, you could hear a pin drop. They were so stunned at the feelings that came out of this poem. And they accepted her to into the program. Within this environment, Rachel had supportive independent housing, community-based treatment, and in exchange worked as a cleaner or in some other capacity for the agency. She spent her final years here before passing away at age 59. Today, Kasdan advocates for these types of programs and wants people to understand that Rachel was loved by her family even though they struggled to care for her. One big part of their father's life work was creating a system to help patients and families get connected to support. He always advocated for more research and more attention to the needs of the adult mentally ill and the families and the help the families needed to support them. Because there's kind of a you know, a tension between the individual with the illness wanting to be independent as an adult and able to be independent and the needs of the parents to protect them. More than one in five adult Americans experience a mental illness, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. One in 25 adults deal with a serious mental illness like major depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. Today, there are countless programs and resources there to help. If you're struggling with mental health or know someone who is, we recommend checking out the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI. The site is NAMI, N-A-M-I If you need help finding a mental health professional, two great resources are the Psychology Today database at psychologytoday.com. The second is ZocDoc.com, another medical database that has reviews and bios. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com. To find out more about this topic, mental health resources, and our guest, Deborah Kasdan, head to viewpointsradio.org. Also, check out Kasdan's upcoming book titled Roll Back the World, a sister's memoir that's dropping later this month. This segment was written and produced by our executive producer, Amira Zaveri. I'm Gary Price. Coming up on Viewpoints. Tarantulas are actually very, very interesting spiders. Actually, most tarantulas are pretty docile, and people keep them as pets. Spiders and bats are often used as spooky, scary icons each Halloween, but are they really as scary as they seem? Then... You can't be America's leading free speech organization if people don't know who you are. Ever seen ads for an organization known as FIRE? We cover why they seem to be everywhere. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
That's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.